Friends, as we consider this word of the Lord from the Gospel of Luke, let us pray. One thing we ask of you, Lord Jesus, and that is to live in the beauty and in the splendor of your word. But also, Lord, to be transformed by its wonder and its wisdom. So we pray that you will send your spirit that we may abide within your presence and that we may live in the house of the Lord all the days of our lives. Amen. I wonder if you would consider with me the RSV translation, which is the revised standard version of this particular Luke text from the Gospel of Luke, which says, and you've listened to Roselle, we only want to refer to verse 17 in respect of the way that is um, spoken of in this translation. When he came to himself, this is the prodigal son, he said these words, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and I wonder if you will consider with me the Afrikaans, and I know there's a few Afrikaans-speaking people here, so let's consider the Afrikaans. And my father says, as as How beautifully is that stated in respect of our consideration this morning of the Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 15. There are two things that I want to speak about this morning. Firstly, the priority of reconciliation in God's economy. In other words, there are different standards that we value and consider in God's economy versus the human economy. You know, human economy is tit for tat. Equal proportions need to be given. But in God's economy, we are taught a different way this morning. And the way that we are taught in God's economy is simply put. As you come before the Father, as I come before the Father, as you come before the Father, Shannon, and you come before the Father, Alan, there is enough for everybody and to spare. Friends, some of the biggest challenges human beings can face are illustrated in this particular reading of this morning. It is a compassionate story, firstly of God's mercy, Secondly, of God's grace, and thirdly, of God's love. But let's unpack the reading of the Gospel this morning. You would have noticed in this particular story, the story firstly, about the parents and the lesson they are taught is about letting go of their children. The second element we consider this morning is that it is a story about a son, and because we are aware that it can also be a daughter, it's the story of the child, and the lesson they are teaching us is that you have to lose yourself in order to find yourself again. A third element that is before us to consider this morning is the story of return. When you pack your bags and you say to your, your parents, I'm adult enough, give what belongs to me, I will make my own living. And then you find that you fall 
on hard times. The lesson that the child, the, the lesson that we are taught of the return is surrendering one's A fourth element to consider in this morning's reading is of course the forgotten older brother. Shorted, you are a close by, you are within the home, I can keep an eye on you, and we often forget the role players that are not in trouble. And the lesson they are teaching us, the brother, is that of forgiveness. The first element that we learn from the Gospel of Luke this morning is that it's a family story. And it's a curse of bitterness. <clears throat> Praise whilst this is a story of a family where the siblings have become rivals and suddenly there's inheritance to deal with. And the question at the forefront of all things now is who will get more than the other? So I think this will be quite a classic in my mother's house. Mom's got six sterling silver spoons. Not stainless steel, sterling silver. And you know when you have a party, there's always a spoon that disappears with a serving. <laughs> How vain do you split your inheritance? You see, God's economy says, and you need to say this out loud because I want you to own it as we do our latest journey. In God's economy, there's always enough and to spare. That's God's in God's economy, there is no distinction between any of us as God's children, and there is no thought ever of measuring out our portions. Because love is in abundance. And what does the Apostle Paul teach us about grace? Thy grace is sufficient unto me. And then, friends, there's that beautiful Old Testament truth. Your mercies are new every day. Shannon, you don't get a better portion of mercies than that of Sheila. Isabel, you don't get a better proportion of grace in relation to Yvonne to mention. In God's economy, there is enough aid to spare. And so, friends, as we consider our context of today, you and I need to confess, as we did our confession of our sin this morning, that many of our families are torn apart with rivalry. Many of our families have that particular sense of anger and bitterness within us, especially when death has occurred or there is a change of events in the context of who we are as families. I know that you will agree with me that you can see the change in people when money is at stake, when there is vested interest that now needs to be considered. Alliances are formed one with the other. So we are no strangers to rivalry. We are no strangers to infighting, and it's a very sad thing to admit. But self-interest can quickly take root. 
how latent challenge is to live late. And the way in which we live late is to consider our own giving. Because you and I know that as we are blessed and we have the ability to open our hands to the other, they will recognize the blessedness in us and in turn bless the other. In God's economy, friends, there is always enough and to spare. I wonder if you noticed that it not only was the young son, the prodigal son, that needed to give up things. As we live late, we are asked to consider the way that we live, the way that we conduct ourselves, the way that we are and the way that we become. As the prodigal son had to give up his own pride and his own ego, the father needed to give up his own pride and ego because he needed to welcome back and embrace. Gainsel and I visited a family on Friday evening. And the person that they visited had a knee operation. But instead of focusing on deep healing, he was focused on the needs of his family, where a son who is in drug addiction was asked to leave because there was nothing in their house of worship in their battle to restore. But a parent remains a In theology, there is a notion called a theology of kenosis. Kenosis means an emptying of oneself so that you can be filled with the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. A spirit that says, I recognize what I've been blessed with in this day and the sufficiency of my enables me to give unto no one. Because in God's economy, there is enough and to spare. Today, friends, as we consider not only the curse of bitterness, the surrendering of the ego, the letting go of one's pride, losing yourself in order to find yourself, as we are challenged with forgiveness, I want to celebrate two things with you amongst others. As I stand before you this day, I give thanks that the God whom we serve, there is nothing stinting in his giving. And the people of God say, Amen. The second thing which I celebrate with you this morning is that there is no poverty in God's What that translates to is the way it is put in the R&D translation. How many of my father's highest servants have more than enough and to serve? So friends, if the church cannot show the world the ways of God, then who can? 
Living God's economy is the way that we will live together. I pray that as you go away from the sound of forgiveness around God's word, that you will consider to reflect as a people of God our attitude towards strangers. A couple of weeks ago I reminded you that as we are, there is no distinction between affluent and poor. Needy and not. Because we all need to get from there's a recognition and an un, unseemed recognition. But you are a beggar and I am a beggar. And I need to show you where to find the bread of life. And you in turn will show the others where to find the bread of life. Secondly, what we need to reflect on as a people of God is how we serve within our community. I wonder if you will remember my sermon last year in December when we had growing champions at the conclusion of the year. Live simply so that those who are in need can simply live. Friends, as we continue into this day and as we consider this, how to live late in a way that will be pleasing unto God, may our giving reflect that we live God's economy, where there is enough and to spare. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.